Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 news i'm michael harrington in washington the department of energy says it is ready to respond to an oil production cut in saudi arabia prompted by yesterday's attacks by iranian-backed rebels this statement comes amid the drone attack on the world's largest oil processing facility in saudi arabia u.s energy officials say secretary rick perry has also directed department leadership to work with the International Energy Agency. Secretary Perry directed top department officials to work with the IEA on potential available options for collective global action if needed. Andrew Stewart reporting. And the United Auto Workers Union has announced that its roughly 50,000 members at General Motors plants in the U.S. will go on strike tonight because contract negotiations with the automaker have broken down. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Common Ground Broadcasting Radio Stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC. From time to time, Salem TC will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents, and winner is responsible for any and all taxes. For a list of full contest rules, see this station's website for details. The best and longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities is right here on The Patriot. Join Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson of the Northern Alliance Radio Network every Saturday and Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. because each week the NARN brings you the best in local, political, and conservative talk. It's the NARN Saturday and Sundays, 1 to 3, right here on The Patriot. Let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. We've got sunny skies today with a high of 80 degrees, and we've got Hour 1 of the Brad Carlson Show of the NARN coming up right now. program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280, the Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280, the Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call the closer, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to uh, send a message via Twitter, hey, feel free to do that. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any questions or comments regarding today's show content. And as always, we thank you for tuning in on this uh, beautiful Sunday afternoon. It was a beautiful day yesterday, even a nicer day today, about 80 degrees. I think we're supposed to have this kind of weather the next few days. It's uh, the last hurrah summer. Second summer, Indian Is it Indian summer? No, we haven't had a frost yet. It's the first frost, and then it, it's like, isn't it the first 70-degree day after the first frost? Is like Indian summer. Hey, as, long, how it goes? as long as they call it summer, I'm good with it. Yeah, whatever it is. But uh, and if as long as they forecast temperatures in the upper 60s, low 70s, I love that kind of weather. Yesterday, especially, it was like the, just that crisp uh feel in the air mm-hmm. it wasn't i didn't need to wear a jacket but mm-hmm. it was still oh it was great i, yeah, love I was weather. driving in today and there was just a nice dense thick of fog as i was leaving my house because i actually live in new york I, I live in dayton right across the street or right across the river kind of from you and there was just a beautiful fog out this morning with the sun shining oh it yeah lovely yeah yeah same thing on the uh, on the way to church this morning and uh, going on highway 10 eastbound uh right when i got in um about just past coon Rap or just out of anoka near coon rapids all of a sudden, it dissipated. So, yeah, I I did see that myself. Well, uh, we do have some items to get to. Uh, obviously, this first hour, I want to take the opportunity to remember 
the uh, terrorist attacks that occurred on September 11, 2001, of course, the 18th anniversary of those terrorist attacks on U.S. soil, uh, was this uh, the 18th anniversary of those attacks was this past Wednesday. And every year when this anniversary comes up, I pretty much sit in front of the TV watching the History Channel because they play these... Uh, there's this, I forget what the show is called, but it's it's a base. I think it's about a hundred something along the lines of 102 minutes of terror or whatever it was. Basically, timelining from when the first of the World Trades, uh, the Twin Towers, was hit until um, I think ultimately culminating with the airplane that crashed in the field of rural Pennsylvania, uh, United Flight 93, that was headed for the. Uh, U.S. Capitol building, and some passengers learning what had happened uh, earlier in the day that the Twin Towers were hit, as well as the Pentagon in Washington D.C. decided, you know what, they're going to we're, we're going to probably not make it. Let's not let's avoid any further carnage. Let's take the flight down here, and they it was ultimately taken down in a rural in a field in rural Pennsylvania. And my wife and I actually two plus years ago went to the uh, Flight ninety three. Uh, memorial in rural Pennsylvania. She had some. Uh, she has relatives that live uh, in Ohio, uh, Canfield, Ohio, which is about an hour, hour and a half away from this field in rural Pennsylvania. And we went and visited this, and it was very, very harrowing. And it, it's a, it's just a small town, very small rural town, a couple of small restaurants, really not much there, but it was placed on the map that day. That's for sure. And uh, you know, it's funny you you. Um, you watch some YouTube videos that were put out there, and it was kind of a compilation of these morning TV shows saying, hey, good morning, it's the Today Show, or good morning, it's CBS This Morning, or hey, it's Good Morning America, whatever you know, whatever TV show. Oh, it's a beautiful day out here in uh, New York City, uh, nice, crisp, perfect fall day. Not a lot going on today, not a lot of news today. And In fact, there was one guy... Uh, Mark McEwen, he's a weather guy. I think he was used to be with CBS. I don't know what show he was with. He says, "Yeah, really, not much going on today. It's it's one of those nice, bright, sunny days. It's 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 boring. We almost have to make our own news, you know." And it, it was rather harrowing in, in, in that he said something like that. And I hope, you know, I hope I he personally uh, didn't feel some angst or any guilt over making that statement. And then of course, in less than an hour later, we saw what we saw. Well, I. Uh, it was that it was a day similar to that here in the Twin Cities. I was working in an office building in Plymouth, was living in Coon Rapids at the time, so I just drive down one sixty nine south and it was you know, I typically didn't listen to, to the radio. I either listened to well, I was driving a car that had a cassette player, so I was listening to, to cassettes. Uh whether it was, you know, uh I like to listen to cassettes uh, that had a uh, you know biblical theme, uh Christian worldview theme, or you know, a lot of times that's that's my you know I typically have long commutes wherever I work so that's my prayer time. So I typically won't have the radio on. So I didn't have the radio on otherwise programming would have been interrupted to say that a plane hit the World Trade Center. So when I walked into my workplace about 7:45 central time, the first plane had already hit just minutes earlier. And the receptionist there she said, "Did you hear a plane hit the World Trade Center?" Now for, some of you may not know this. The Wells Fargo building in downtown St. Paul used to be called the World Trade Center, downtown St. Paul. So immediately, I'm like, what, in St. Paul? He says, no, 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 in New York. I'm like, oh, the Twin Towers. No, I didn't I didn't hear that. And where my mind went was there was like a homemade prop plane, man-made plane, like a big fan with a parachute attached to it that about a week or two earlier got hung up on the Statue of Liberty. Some guy accidentally crashed in the Statue of Liberty and got hung up there and whatnot. And I thought, oh, it was something like that. Um, and then shortly thereafter, I had a couple of coworkers come from upstairs because, you know, downstairs in this office building, there was a convenience store, there was a little cafe and whatnot, and there were TVs on. And people were watching what happened. And these my two coworkers came up pretty shook up, especially one lady who family was originally from Long Island. I mean, her and her family lived in Long Island until her and her husband moved to the Twin Cities a couple of years earlier. So obviously it affected her very deeply. She says, my God, we just watched a plane hit the World Trade Center. I'm like, wait a minute, they happen to be in the World Trade Center at the very minute that plane hit? And she says, well, the second one, 
because they were already focused on the World Trade Center with the first one. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. A second one hit? This was just befuddling. So, of course, I did what everybody did. I, I got on the Internet, and it was pretty slow because everybody's trying to get on the Internet at the same time. And I see about this, and I saw a quote from President Bush indicating that it's apparent there's a terrorist attack in this country. And immediately, I it, it felt, I felt like blood was draining from my face. I'm like, what? This was the stuff that used to scare the daylights out of me when I was a kid in the 80s, and they would play these movies that uh, fictionalized nuclear war because that was at the height of the Cold War in the 80s between USSR and, and the United States. And, of course, the day after was the movie that scared the daylights out of my generation where it showed what a nuclear holocaust might look like. And I remember in our classrooms, we had discussions about it the next day, kind of trying to maybe quell the fears or answer questions or what have you. And I remember think, and I remember being scared to death at the prospect of such a thing. Well, now something like this, it's like, this, this is real. And of course, everybody had their radios on in their offices and at their desks. And then uh, they were simulcasting the CNN report. And then there was a report shortly thereafter of a plane hitting the Pentagon. And then there was a report of a flight uh, that was taken down in rural Pennsylvania. They think it might be related to this. And then there was a report of a car bomb outside of the State Department. Now, that turned out to be false. But nevertheless, all this information was flowing. And I, you kept hearing one after the other, after the other, after the other, all of these taking place within a couple hours. And it's like, my God, is this just going to go on all day? Is every place going to be a target? And I felt, I literally felt like I wanted to get under my desk and just get in the fetal position and hide. I didn't, but I, that's what I felt like. And, you know, in the office, no one really talked directly about it. I, you can call it Minnesota passive aggressive or, or whatever you want, but no one talked about it. We, we just sat and listened to our respective radios and whatnot. And then, um, then all of a sudden one of the, one of my coworkers down the hall just came out and he said, it's gone. It, it's just gone. It's just gone. It's gone. And we're like, what, what are you talking about? It's just gone. It just fell down. It's gone. And we finally got enough out of him. The first well, the second tower that was hit, because it was hit lower down, was the first one that collapsed. He was talking about the tower that collapsed. It's just gone. It's just, it just gone. And he mentioned something about how they were showing footage of firefighters and, and law enforcement officers running in, and then shortly thereafter, the building collapsed. And that's what our receptionist, the young lady who I alluded to earlier, she kind of came back to the office and was just kind of in tears looking for someone to talk to. Because this affected her deeply because her fiance at the time was a law enforcement officer in the Twin Cities. And so she's thinking of him when hearing about these first responders. And, you know, that's when it really hit home. And finally, our, our CEO, he came out into the hallway. He says, okay, everybody listen up. Um, why don't we just stay in for lunch today? I'll order some some uh, pizza in. We'll just have pizza. We'll sit down and talk. And he kind of was saying it without saying it, like, hey, if you want to kind of commiserate, let's do that. You know, because he could see that people were getting upset. And so, that was that was kind of how I heard about it. I just walking into work. Uh, oh, Jason, I was talking to you before the show. You were what, like six or seven? Seven years old. Yep. Happened. So, I mean, as a young someone that young, how old were you when you first comprehended what really happened? Because I can't imagine mm-hmm. as a seven year old you could really yeah. um, understand th- what was going on. Yeah, I think I comprehended it um, in two thousand four, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, I remember the day very vividly. Um, I remember going to school. Uh, they didn't pull us out of school. I went to Robbinsdale uh, Spanish Immersion at the time. Uh, they just kept a full day. I got home at my normal time between like, I don't know, 3 and 3.30. And I come home. I go into the living room where the TV is. And my mom's watching TV. And like I said, Mom, got to get out of here. It's time for me to watch Pokemon. 3 o'clock when I got home from school was Pokemon oh, time. Oh, hey, kids have their after school TV time Heck down yeah. to a teen. That's, mine was the Brady Bunch. Yeah, but Saturday mornings continue. too. Yeah. <laughs> and she's obviously watching the coverage. And she just she's full of tears. And she just looks at me and she says, Pokemon's not going to be on today, buddy. And so then I sit down and I start watching everything. And, you know, a lot of it's the replays at this point because it's later in the afternoon of the towers actually falling. Sure. And what I thought was, okay, they're demolishing the buildings. They are tearing these buildings down and they're building new ones. That's what I thought was going on. That's what was going on in my seven-year-old brain. Um, But obviously, like, my parents tried to explain it more, and I kind of got the gist of it. But then I really got the gist of it in 2004 because me and my parents uh, went on a little vacation to Chicago. And they wanted to go up in the Sears Tower. And I refused to go up in the Sears Tower. I was terrified. 
this was a couple years down the road. Oh, sure. That mm-hmm. a plane was going to strike a tall building and I was going to be in it. Yeah. So my parents, literally, we, it was about an hour of fighting with them. I didn't want to go up. I did not want to go up. I was that scared. Yeah. Right. Eventually, I found the courage. I went up in the Sears Tower and I thought it was cool looking at the, um, the, looking at the views and everything like that. But even at that young age, when I was 10 years old, I was just thinking in the back of my mind, what if I look out the window of this giant building and I see a plane coming right at me. Right. Freaked me out. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, like I say, it's, we're getting to the point where um, we're, we're there now uh, people who are not of adult age that, don't re- that weren't yeah. born when it happened. There's it's people crazy. graduating high school this year that weren't born when it happened. Yeah. It's crazy how long it's been already. Yeah, that, that, that is for certain. Um, and, and I just remember that um, you know, I went home that evening and, and – you know, my wife and I is like, let's not sit in front of the TV. You know, let's just go take our mind off something. So we decided we lived in Coon Rapids at the time, and the Northtown Mall in Blaine was nearby. And so, well, let's just go walk around Northtown a little bit. And we get there, and we, as we're driving around, the streets are basically abandoned. And then we get to the mall, and then we realize they decided to close the mall early because they want to remove all targets, you know, s- potentially soft targets where there's just a bunch of people right. in one space. And of course, all the airspace was cleared out. And I have I had coworkers who were living near the airport. And they said, you don't, you don't realize how used to the flights, how used to it you get from the flight noise until there are no flights. Right. Then it's eerie. Mm. And I remember it's just like, okay, this just made it worse because now it felt like an apocalyptic event where there was no one in the streets. There was no one at the mall. It was like, this is just, this is, this is crazy. And yeah, you, you knew right then and there, um, especially the things President Bush was saying that, uh, uh, well, Ari Fleischer, press secretary of then George W. Bush administration, he he puts out a tweet storm every year on nine eleven, talking of going through the whole day, and the one tweet that he always posts every year was when George W. Bush says to his vice president Dick Cheney, he says, "Dick, we're at war," mm-hmm. and so it was known right there. And uh, things have never been the same uh, for better or for worse, and we can talk a little bit more about that. Uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Uh, Brad Carlson, The Closer, here with uh, commemorating the 18th anniversary of the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks on U.S. soil. And we'll be back in a moment on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? If you have cracked teeth, missing teeth, or old, wobbly dentures, you've probably thought about getting dental implants. But when you checked around, you discovered that many places charge a lot of money. $4,000, $5,000, $6,000 a tooth. Well, it's time for you to check out ImplantMiracle.com, the local dental office where top-quality, long-lasting dental implants cost as low as $2,499 a tooth, including the implant abutment and crown, plus your consultation with the dentist is free. Standard x-rays are free and we offer very convenient financing. Why do we call it Implant Miracle? Because with implants as low as $24.99 and other places charging so much more, some people say that being able to get affordable dental implants is a miracle. For more information on how you can save money on dental implants and get a beautiful new smile that you can actually afford, see our website, ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. 
Want to do some shooting at one of the finest sporting clay courses in the U.S.? Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club in Prior Lake. And have we got a special offer for you. For a limited time, get two rounds of sporting clays, that's 50 clays each, plus two lunches, including sodas, for just $49. It's an $85 value, and you can shoot any day except Monday. And you don't need a reservation. Go to am1280thepatriot.com, click the fan club page, you'll find the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club logo. Click it and get your offer. Immigration reform and the border crisis. A common topic around water coolers and dinner tables. Pick up new talking points and expert insight on Tuesday the 24th at An Evening with Michelle Malkin. Tickets are on sale now, but elite VIP tickets are in short supply and are the only way to get a photo and meet and greet with Michelle. So get yours before they're gone at am1280thepatriot.com. This event is supported by Serenity Home Interiors. American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize. Welcome back, AM Twelve Eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. So we can sleep in peace at night. Back with another segment on the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. We're just having, we're, we're trying to bring a little levity here, Jason. This is a serious topic. We get a little levity going. I'm working on it, but uh, when he's taking a selfie of you guys mid-sentence, it's kind of fun. That's what we do. Hey, don't forget, uh, a week from Tuesday, that will be Tuesday, September 24th, we're bringing Michelle Malkin to the AIM Center in Burnsville. Now, Northern Alliance Radio Network alum Ed Morrissey, who is currently with HotAir.com, he'll guide the conversation about the border crisis, the chaos on the left, and how it could affect the upcoming elections. Now, general balcony seating charts are start, or are, are, uh, general balcony seating starts at just twelve dollars and eighty cents, twelve eighty. Genius. Uh, however, only elite VIP ticket holders will get a chance to meet Michelle and have a photo opportunity. Elite VIP, VIPs also get front row seating and a copy of her brand new book, Open Borders, Inc., Who's Funding America's Destruction. She's got millions of followers online, so be one of the few to meet her in person on the 24th. And as always, you can get tickets and details at am1280thepatriot.com. Once you get on the website, you'll see Michelle's picture there. Just click on it, and it'll take you to the appropriate link to purchase tickets. And don't forget, this event is sponsored by our valued partners, Serenity Home Interiors. So we hope to see you out there. Mitch and I are, are going to be there. We're excited about it. And uh, there may be a few other uh, events going on within the event. That's all I'm going to say about it. So it's uh, a good tease. You're, you're going to want to be, well, we'll probably have more information next week solidified, but you're not going to want to miss this. That's all, that's all I can tell you. So. Uh, continuing our remembrance of the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks, I kind of talked a little bit about where I was that day when I first found out the news and uh, everything that happened in the aftermath of that day and subsequent weeks and months. And, of course, uh, there's still an American presence in Afghanistan where uh, initially forces had gone because the Taliban had given safe harbor to the uh, terrorists who perpetrated this attack. So, so much has happened in the 18 years since. And I wanted to bring on friend of the broadcast, Peter Johnson. Of course, you know Peter uh, is the founder of Archway Defense. Check out their work, archwaydefense.com. He's also really good at taking selfies, too. He really is, yeah. He's like got the social level media. 11. Yeah, he's got the social media down, thing down. Well, when you're a business owner, you have to have a presence on social media, Peter. I know uh, you could probably attest to that. Uh, but I know Peter and I have had opportunities to chat a little bit off air, and I remember him making a comment one time about uh, 9-11 and how it impacted him as a high school student and uh, how it uh, provided an impact for his life, and I would dare say the vocation that he's involved with in now. Peter, always good to see you, man. How are you? Good, as always. Thanks for having me. So I, I Jason and I talked a little bit the first segment, uh, you know, where we were when we first learned of the uh, uh, terrorist attacks. Now, I was in my early 30s, had a corporate job, you know, working in corporate America, had adult responsibilities. Uh, Jason was a youngster who wanted to watch Pokemon, so that kind of tells you where we are. <laughs> Can't blame me. Where we were at, in Nobody's life. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> at seven years old. Peter, you were kind of in between. You were a, you were a high school student, and this was kind of the, uh, dare I say, the catalyst for uh, for your military career? Yeah, I was in my late teens, and uh, like a lot of people my age, um, it was a pretty, well, like everybody who was cognizant of the event, it was a pretty dramatic day, but... It was without a doubt a catalyst for a lot of us in our late teens to 
sign up for the military or get involved and do something. Um, so on that day, it, it definitely set a, a path in motion for me where military service and then into law enforcement and then ultimately into uh, organization that was specifically designed to stop that, which would be the air marshal program. So when you first were you, I was assuming you were in one of your classes in high school at the time when you first heard the news or no, actually. So I graduated, here's a little secret. Don't tell anybody we're on the radio. I graduated from high school or from a uh, high school through homeschooling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, so was the, um, so when did, how did you first hear about it? I mean, you probably just watching, it uh, was on, a, it yep. was on already. Okay. I think it was, and I'm going to probably butcher this, but it was like either Bloomberg business news or something. Okay. And watching in the morning just for the market watch, the start of the day. And cause all high school kids watch market watch. <laughs> they like to keep track of their stocks. Right? <laughs> you're very, uh, you're a very conscientious young man, Peter Johnson. Yeah. That's impressive. So uh. <laughs> like to watch the news in the morning. Of course. Um, of course. Pokemon in the afternoon yeah. though. Uh, don't tell anybody. That's yet. a staple. Of course. I'm yeah. actually wearing a Pokemon shirt right now. Um, <laughs> Got to catch them all. So yeah, I mean, watching, watching news and then, uh, that cut in, I, for the life of me, I can't remember what they were talking about before, but cut in to see a, a one of the World Trade Towers on fire. Obviously, mm. didn't know what happened. Somebody said it initially, a uh, plane hit, and then all the speculation of uh, maybe it was a gas leak or something, but you could see pretty quickly it was bad, whatever it was. Sure. And then the uh, the famous second plane hitting the other tower, and then that started this whole immediate thought process in everybody's discussion. One is an accident, two's an attack. And then there was a, a quick snippet to the Pentagon and it was looking over a hill. You really couldn't see it because it's a short profile anyway, but there was fire coming from the Pentagon. Reports were saying that there was a missile attack at the Pentagon or a car bombing. I mean, all these things were coming out of the media. And then ultimately that came out. It was another aircraft hijacked. Then reports of planes being hijacked all over the place, and there was, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely it was definitely a, a groundbreaking day for somebody in their late teens to watch your country be attacked and people f- jumping out of a burning building because that was a better option than what they had mm. inside. Uh, but like everybody else, I. The one, the one vivid piece that I remember that wasn't related to watching the news was going to, to a gas station, filling up, and it was this. Everything seemed awkward, awkwardly quiet because mm-hmm. it was actually a nice day. Yes, in it was. Minnesota that day. I do remember, yeah. Um, but filling gas, paying for it because I think I was paying in cash, and there was only one clerk and one other person in there. But it was the most awkwardly silent gas station. The transaction took place without even a word being spoken, and everybody kind of went their own way. And it was just that that awe or the disbelief in what's happening. And I'm guessing it would be similar to when people heard in previous generations of uh, Pearl Harbor being attacked sure. or mm-hmm. when Kennedy was assassinated. I, I, some of these bigger dates where everybody remembers where they were. But, yeah, that was uh, – buying gas and watching Market Watch or something to that effect. Now, was that ever on your radar even before that, joining the military, or was that something that uh, that had just occurred to you at that point? I mean, how did that calculus weigh in so, on, on your mindset? So I always had a, uh, uh affinity or affection for military service. My father was a, okay. uh, served in the Navy during Vietnam. And then we had a, a sprinkling, I'll say, of uh, different military service throughout the family. And the Air Force always kind of uh, called me. I loved the aviation side of it. But then I I was trying to figure out, do you go into flying or whatever? So as a kid, I was, I was part of Boy Scouts and all these other organizations. And even as a really young teen, uh, Civil Air Patrol, which is a Air Force auxiliary, and learn aviation and search and rescue and go look as a little kid, go search for a small aircraft that crash. So – the, the Air Force side was kind of the natural call for me. Okay. Um, and I, I went over the – if you have any Marines listening, this is for you. I went over the Marine Corps, um, but they said I was too smart, so I had to go to the Air Force. <laughs> wow. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Hey, they told you what they told you, <laughs> yep. you know. Okay. Um, 
you you got to rip on each other. It's, <laughs> and wow. and I wanted Wi-Fi when we deployed, but sure. <laughs> so so I joined the Air Force. Um, but like everything else, the all, if you remember at the time, everything all the military bases were shut down, recruiting centers were shut down, um, all basic training was shut. Like the pipeline stopped, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Well, I, sorry, Peter, we got the, yep. one of those hard breaks coming up. We'll continue with that uh, thought process. Again, joined by Peter Johnson of Archway Defense, sharing his 9-11 story and how it formed who he is and what he's doing today. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. It's not easy crushing it like a boss and looking like a goddess. We can't help with your busy schedule, but if you aren't eating everything you should and feel a little guilty, GNC Women's Ultra Mega One Daily Multivitamins can help support your immune health for only $9.99. That's a 50% price reduction. With GNC Women's Ultra Mega One Daily Multis, you get the best support for your immune system, plus collagen for hair, skin, and nails, and a whole lot more. Stop in GNC or visit gnc.com multis to get all your wellness essentials starting at $9.99. Where do you go for the latest news and insight into what's happening in Minnesota policy and politics? Americans for Prosperity Radio. Join host Jason Flores for conversation about the issues that matter most and to get the knowledge you need to make a difference. From City Hall to the State Capitol to the Halls of Congress, we're pulling back the curtain and giving you an inside perspective on the economy, health care, education, and more. Americans for Prosperity, Saturdays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Are you ready to make some improvements to your home? Maybe plush new carpeting or beautiful wood flooring? How about worry-free, waterproof, luxury vinyl plank flooring in your bathroom or basement? They even have a huge variety of affordable kitchen cabinets and countertops to choose from. When you're ready to start looking, Serenity Home Interiors can help. With their spacious 4,000-square-foot Burnsville showroom, they have thousands of combinations to match your dreams and your budget. Plus, the friendly professionals at Serenity Home Interiors are here to help you every step of the way. Serenity was founded on providing you with name brands you can trust, service you deserve, and pricing you can afford. So whether you need full-service interior design, a new floor installed, or you're a do-it-yourselfer and just want to purchase what you need at a great price, Serenity Home Interiors has you covered. Call today for a free no-pressure, no-obligation in-home consultation and estimate at 952-303-4033 or visit shi-mn.com. Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's not luck. It's Lucky's Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. We're a value-driven company that lines up with companies consistent with the Patriot. We're Minnesota-based. Well, in some ways, we are David against Goliath. We have to work harder. Often, we're going against international corporations. These are major, large corporations, and we have all the products you're going to find in any of our competitors. I think we offer a sense of appreciation. We find that good customer service in a small neighborhood environment works pretty well with us and that's our focus we treat our people well and we hope that that carries over to the customer we want you to come in check out our stores find where we're at on the map mention you heard us on the radio you'll get any size fountain or coffee drink free our hope is to earn your business so you can make Lucky's your landmark for convenience and service. Now there's a Lucky's station near you. Find them online at luckystations.com. Lucky's Station, the official convenience store of AM 1280, The Patriot. Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. And here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. I hear people say we don't need this war. And if you want to weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. What about our freedom and this piece of ground? Talking to Peter Johnson. He didn't get to keep him. He the founder of Archway Defense. And uh, talking to him about his 9-11 story as a, uh, a youngster in high school, uh, was motivated to join the military where he had a uh, military, where he had his military service. And we always thank our uh, valued veterans for their service to this uh, great country. And also uh, served in law enforcement and currently 
like say with his business with Archway Defense uh, training the uh, uh, would it would it be uh, accurate to say you train first responders or uh, crisis yeah. management that sort of thing? Yeah, so we train police departments, SWAT teams all over the country. I just came back from um, a trip. We were down in Florida training departments, SWAT teams in the Panhandle. Uh, we did courses all the way north to south, and then went up in the Iron Range and just got back from training a couple of the larger departments up there. Okay. So we train police departments, and then on the corporate side, we do workplace violence active shooter programs. Okay, fantastic. Well, we uh, you know appreciate your service in all aspects, Peter. Like I say, it was uh, something, uh, and we were talking a little bit off air. I mean, teenagers, it, you know, they can uh, they may think they're idealistic, and they get these grand these grand ideas of what they want to do with their lives. And after the emotion wears off, they may, you know, move on to something else. But not only did Peter join the military, he was in there for a number of years and then into law enforcement and uh, and, and everything else associated with that. So uh, it's uh, uh, been an interesting run, uh, Peter Johnson, to say yeah, the least. To say the least. It's a, <laughs> when you look back, it's um, you wouldn't trade it for the world, obviously. Sure. Um, but it definitely gives you clarity of purpose. Now, whether it's working with corporations or law enforcement, just increasing survivability. That's kind of the, the piece that we're driving towards. Well, we did, uh, uh, obviously, the anniversary, 18th anniversary of the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks was this past Wednesday. And uh, the thing that concerns me, I guess, as we get further away from this tragedy is uh, people who, you know, were, were young and, you know, for example, wanted to go home and watch Pokemon after school, you know. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Not Jason specifically, but, I mean, young people that ilk, you know, don't really have a grasp of what this event did to this country. And, and, and you know, that's not a criticism per se because they just, you don't know what you don't know. But I wasn't around during Pearl Harbor, and I obviously wasn't around when the, uh, when the Kennedy assassination took place, but I listened to my grandparents and parents talk about it and, what they endured, and I and I listened, and I was able to ascertain what impact that it had on them and in, in this country. And uh, I, I bring that up because you had the New York Times. I don't know if you saw this. Initially, they tweeted out uh, commemorating nine eleven that airplanes took aim at the twin towers on nine eleven. Uh, where or here's the original tweet: Eighteen years have passed since airplanes took aim and brought down the World Trade Center. Airplanes took aim, inanimate objects, you know, not not the uh, individuals guiding them, but airplanes took aim and brought down the World Trade Center. Today, families will once again gather and grieve at the site where more than 2,000 people died, to which I say, what happened to the other 1,000, yeah, uh, Peter Johnson? I mean, and, and I bring this up because I don't know who constructed this tweet, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say it was probably some idealistic hipster that really doesn't have a concept of what this day entailed, Peter Johnson. Yeah, and the... The worst part is when we go back and actually pull the lessons learned from everything. Because the end of this story is I went into counterterrorism for five years out of New York, and I was in the New York field office, and we'd fly over Ground Zero Mm -hmm. every day when we left work. Sure. We could have – I mean, there's 9-11 commission report. It's not even being printed anymore, right? It's out of print. Okay. But the lessons learned is Osama bin Laden was brazen enough to – approved the plane attack, which was uh, KSM, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who still needs to be going on trial. Yeah. Um, KSM came up with a planes attack based on our lack of response to the USS Cole bombing. When they bombed the USS Cole, remember off of Yemen? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because of everybody, all of Al-Qaeda Corps went into hiding, but we never responded. We didn't respond, so they said, oh, well. Let's try the next one. Right. And the next one was what they called the planes attack, which turned out to be 9-11. And I remember um, that, yeah, I do remember the USS Cole specifically. And I also, you know, you hear stories in the aftermath about these Al-Qaeda operatives that are in this country and they're going to flight school. They say, I I just need to learn how to take off. I don't need to learn how to land. It's like, doesn't that arouse any suspicion at all? There was one here in, uh, in Flying Cloud. Yeah. The, well, the 20th hijacker, he was captured on a uh, immigration violation by an FBI agent. It, uh, he wanted to learn how to fly a 747. He just wanted to learn how to fly it. He didn't need to learn how to take off or land. Yeah. And that didn't rouse suspicion with some, some well, individual? It did, I mean, here, yeah. but... Uh, Everywhere else. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So it, it, it does... And I don't know if you had the opportunity to watch... Uh, I watched a 9-11 special on the History Channel. I believe it was the first time it had ever been aired where they interviewed President Bush and Vice President Cheney and 
his chief of staff, Andrew Card, and his press secretary, Ari Fleisch, and a few other key members of the Bush administration, as well as some media members who were on Air Force One. And the one thing they talked about, including Secret Service agents, like, okay, the Twin Towers have been hit, uh, the Pentagon's been hit, the plane that was taken down to rural Pennsylvania, we believe, was headed for the Capitol building. They had really no plan if a plane was going to come at the White House. That's scary. Yeah, the I during the day, it was the never-ending well, how many planes are hijacked? Because they shut down the entire airspace right. in minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's insane just from a logistical standpoint. Right. But then the the fear of oh, I'm, we're not hearing this one. It this one's hijacked. Are, is there going to be another ten planes that are crashing into buildings all over the country? Right. Um, and then, of course, you had Air Force One. They had uh, it turned out to be a hoax, but they said. I guess the code name for Air Force One was Angel, and they say Angel is the next target. So they had to fly basically uh, above certain space where the communications were didn't work anymore. And, of course, it didn't help that there was so much communication going on anyways that it kind of it was scrambled a little bit. And it turned out that I don't remember how that got confused, but it turned out not to be an issue that they, it wasn't a threat. But uh, to your point, yeah, you, you, you just don't know, like these fighter uh, there were a call for fighter jets to kind of chaperone, so to speak, Air Force One. And the Air Force One pilot doesn't know, are we going to be shot down? I mean, we're not a very offensive aircraft. We're more built for defense. Uh, I, I can't imagine the chaos that was taking yeah. place that particular day. Yeah, and if if they were that chaotic and everybody's looking to, obviously, the country leadership and the, the Pentagon to say, okay, well, hopefully they have a plan, mm-hmm. well, the failure of imagination on the part of counterterrorism and government on a lot of levels really led to to the event. The but what you alluded to earlier, we even had on social media. We posted something on nine eleven, and we had a lot of people, young kids, asking questions of, "Well, what what was this?" Mm-hmm. They don't. They weren't even mm-hmm. told the actual story of what truly transpired or why it transpired, and that's that's pretty scary because. The further we go away from that, the more we lose it. I think right. that's a pretty dangerous lesson if we if we forget it. And, and I I just remember and and people posted these memes on social media as well. Is you know what happened on you know what the country was like on nine twelve, and they say you know it was something along the lines. We certainly don't wish for another terrorist attack, but what it did to this country, how it brought us together, you struck at the very heart of, uh, of our. Uh, obviously, our financial sector, but also three thousands of our three thousand of our citizens were killed. And you've obviously heard stories in the aftermath about how people, you know, through some fluke, you know, they woke up late that day and didn't get to work on time. And had they got to work on time, you know, they would have perished in these attacks. I mean, you hear stories about that as well, and you hear stories of heroism. I mean, you you talk about how you train first responders and what these first responders to have that mentality going into a building that you know full well. Probably not going to come out of here alive, but you know what? This is my job, and I'm 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 going to hop to it. Yeah, and if you've ever done a stair workout, I, I I've seen your videos. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. And I you mean, wear the full flat yeah, uh, jacket, armor, and everything. yeah, or the weighted plates. <laughs> oh, but yeah. when you think about those firefighters <sighs> and taking hoses, medical kits, everything else up hundreds of flights of st- stairs, most people couldn't do that if they were in their pr- perfectly prepped like shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, but right. you're in full firefighting kit and then carrying people up and down making multiple trips and I mean we should never forget those stories mm-hmm. th- about those heroes cuz that's of the worst worst thing in our in our generation. Um mm-hmm. those are the heroes that should never be forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that that uh, uh is something that you know, for the most part, um, our first responders, how they were, how they were revered and how they were, uh, remembered. And, you know, you've heard stories about those that barely got out just before the, the, the towers collapsed. And I think the New York post had a story where there's been a second generation of, uh, first responders where, um, uh, young people who were, you know, uh, toddlers when their uh, mom or dad perished in these, in, in these attacks, um, are following in their parents' footsteps and uh, in, in joining uh, the fire department themselves, and so it it's a it's not only something that they uh, these people serve as a purpose, you know, a purpose for their lives, but it almost it becomes a legacy in, in this case. Yeah, and it's 
you can't change the event from happening. We can only change our our reaction to it and what we pull from it. I would hope that um, even a younger generation that wasn't exposed to it or doesn't remember it as vividly, looking back and at least bringing clarity of purpose and saying, let's try to leave this world a little bit better than we found it. And that's that nine twelve concept that you were mm-hmm. talking about. I think the more we lose that, the more more dangerous it is for everybody. Well, and let's be honest, and we'll, we'll uh, I'll tell you what, we'll take the final segment this hour to talk about this, but um, the aftermath, the subsequent years, the nearly t- two decades since the uh, terrorist attacks, uh, we haven't necessarily made the best decisions as a country of how we re- responded to it. And some would say, uh, and I think this is more of a function of social media than anything, so I don't know if I necessarily believe it, but some believe that this country is more divided and more polarized than ever. And and to me, I think that's one of the more sadder aspects. So things that have happened in the 18 years, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. And take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. Also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow. Brad Carlson joined by a friend of the broadcast, Peter Johnson of Archway Defense, talking 9-11 remembrances on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Well, if you ask me where I come from, here's what I tell everybody. AM 1280, The Patriot. Something you need to know about Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners. They're on a mission to help as many people as possible to get out of pain. They've been a consistent sponsor of this show. In radio, sponsors come and go. They they may even stay for a year or so, and then they're gone. Not so with Relief Factor. Pete and Seth are consistent year after year. Why? Because tens of thousands of people are now taking Relief Factor every day for their back and neck pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, knee pain, etc. And now they're in less or no pain at all. That's the truth. I'd like you to try it. Three-week quick start is just $19.95. In three weeks, you'll know if it works. How's that? Is that a great thing or what? Cancel if it doesn't work. Otherwise, it's the best $19.95 you will have spent. That's the quick start. ReliefFactor.com. Pro-Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance. Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words pro-life. Pro-Life Across America, non-political and totally educational. Pro-Life Across America, Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Oh, beautiful, heroes prove. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. In liberating strife. 
You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Hey, I want to remind you folks again, two week or excuse me, one week, one week from today, uh, Tuesday, one week from Tuesday, so nine days from today, we're bringing Michelle Malkin to the Ames Center in Burnsville. Again, that's on Tuesday, September 24th. Northern Alliance Radio Network alum Ed Morrissey, who's now with HotAir.com, he'll guide the conversation about the border crisis, the chaos on the left, and how it could affect the upcoming elections. Now, general balcony seating starts at just $12.80. How'd they come up with twelve eighty? That's such an arbitrary number. <laughs> How come not like fifteen seventy or nine eighty or fourteen forty? I kid, I kid, of course. So just twelve dollars and eighty cents for general balcony seating. Uh however, only elite VIP ticket holders will get a chance to meet Michelle and have a photo opportunity. Elite VIPs also get front row seating and a copy of her brand new book, Open Borders, Inc., Who's Funding America's Destruction? Michelle's got millions of followers online, so be one of the few to meet her in person on the 24th. Again, tickets and details are at am1280thepatriot.com. Just click on the banner with Michelle's picture on it, and you'll find all the ticket information. Now, typically elite VIP uh, seats and elite VIP tickets, those go quickly. Now, there's not going to be a dinner. Just want to emphasize that, but there will be a cash bar and an opportunity to have a meet and greet and a photo op with Michelle as well as get a copy of her book and elite seating and all that. So it's still a great value. So go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on the banner for an evening with Michelle Malkin, and get all the information you need and purchase your tickets today. Uh, this event, by the way, is sponsored by Serenity Home Interiors. So also, uh, watch out. Peter's taking videos of us now. We'll hope to see you there. Well, that's what he does. I mean, you know, and I, I'm a social media junkie myself, so inevitably I'm going uh, to share it and, you know, up his uh, social media clout as well. So whatever I can do, I'm... I'm here for it. Yeah, the uh, Peter he is referring to, Peter Johnson of Archway Defense. Check out their fantastic work, archwaydefense.com. Peter, the uh, 18 years since the 9-11-2001 terrorist attacks on U.S. soil, uh, what has resulted is been a longstanding operation in Afghanistan where there's still a presence. There was some immediate success there. There was a routing of the Taliban, The uh, obviously the government there that gave safe uh, haven to al-Qaeda, and then, in retrospect, the our presence in Iraq probably was not was uh, in retrospect was misguided. That's not to say Saddam Hussein was was uh, innocent leader or anything by any stretch of the imagination. He deserves his place in hell. I don't think anybody's going to going to dispute that. However, uh, the criticism had been that because of our presence in Iraq, it really took away from the success that we had in Afghanistan, and it's resulted in a long drawn out operation. Again, I'm no military expert. These are some of the things that are bandied about. You could certainly weigh in on that as well. But also, it's resulted in long lines uh, when taking a flight the airport where you have, basically have to turn and cough to get through the uh, passenger screening. So uh, there's that. There were 3,000 people that died on 9-11. There's been many more lives lost for those serving in the military, fighting on behalf of this war. And then, of course, there's the, uh, the tragedy of the first responders who were there performing uh, hero service and have developed illnesses in the aftermath of that. So I uh, hate to paint a bleak picture, Peter Johnson, but are we any better off in this 18 years subsequent? Uh, in some ways we are, in some ways we aren't. Um, and this obviously just my opinion, but the in the, in the aspects of let's take aviation security, um, we've done some things well on that. The other things that we haven't done well, I understand why they created the TSA, mm-hmm. um, but in retrospect it was it should just be a regulatory agency and then privatize and have inspectors come and maintain standards maintain standards throughout the uh throughout the TSA we tried or they attempted to pull some of the aspects of the Israeli screening model mm-hmm. which is phenomenal heard of it yeah um but then they they went weak on other areas and they they really failed to replicate that successfully. So as far as the aviation security piece, the physical side, um, there's a lot to be <laughs> a lot to be desired. Uh, as far as the country goes, where, what we have done well is our international presence on the counterterrorism, looking out for the new one, uh, new new cells, the communication. That side we've done well on. Um, but as far as yeah, the war and Afghanistan, how long has it been now? I mean, yeah, uh, seventeen plus years, I believe. Yeah. Seventeen plus years with no definitive win mm-hmm. in sight. Um, the war in Iraq, 
obviously there's people on every side of this and they they have they're entitled to their opinion it's was it was there any financing through to 911 i think we can all agree there wasn't but um it i understand why decisions were made in hindsight oh obviously. sure it's um some of them we can agree were were pretty poor decisions. Yeah, I mean, the intelligence was what it was, and people who want to revise history and say, well, the president had access to different intelligence than we did, well, you know, again, that, that's just re- revising history, Monday morning quarterbacking, I get all that. And at the time, given the intelligence that was presented, it's like, okay, uh, you know, I'll trust uh, the the folks, the Pentagon, military officials, who, whomever is advising the president on this. And again, removing Saddam Hussein was ultimately a good thing, and I understand, you know, nation building and establishing a, a democracy there, but they're just... There was never, it seemed like, a one-size-fits-all strategy for all of these countries, and and we've seen the aftermath of it. As a result, I mean, the vacuum that was created when uh, the Obama administration removed all presence from Iraq, you know, they wanted to pat themselves on the back. Hey, we kept our promise. We took all our forces out of Iraq, despite the fact you were trying to negotiate a longer stay there. But <laughs> anyways, yeah. that'll go down the memory hole. But, but the, the power vacuum allowed uh, AQI al-Qaeda in Iraq, to, which ultimately morphed into the Islamic State, which mm-hmm. is or ISIS or ISIL. Um, that, that power vacuum took AQI and allowed them to expand their operations and turn into ISIL or ISIS. Sure. Um, so we all know how that turned out. Yeah, so uh, you know, a lot of lessons to be learned, certainly. Again, the 18th anniversary, uh, discussing that of uh, the 9-11-2001 uh, terror attacks. Um, you know, I, I, like I say, watch these documentaries on every anniversary. Uh, number one, I guess, not not to forget, but I'm also fascinated on what goes on behind the scenes. I mean, we see the finished product, you know, the president finally speaking at the White House after 12 hours after the attack took took place, but the way his whole day unfolded while being on Air Force One to finally get to Washington where he was denied, you can't, sir, you can't go back to Washington, it's too dangerous. Uh, just, just fascinating from that standpoint. So um, never forget, hashtag never forget, that was a, a common refrain on uh, social media. Uh, Peter has agreed to stay with us uh, into the second hour because we're going to talk about the clown show that was the second Democratic presidential debate. I think Peter has an interest or two about this talk about gun confiscation. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's got a few things to say about it. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, hour number one of the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Closing time. Turn all up. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price, along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features, free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with Dish TV. 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328. As an added bonus, you can switch to Dish now and receive a $50 Visa gift card. So call now and get Dish TV. Call 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time. Hey, have you heard about the Arctic Spa's Spa Boy? No, tell me about it, eh? It's a salt system that monitors itself and chlorinates when the sanitation is low in your hot tub or swim spa. Oh, yeah. Well, I talked a lot with the other guys. They've got salt systems too, eh? Yeah, but no other spa company can offer anything like Spa Boy. By monitoring itself, the chlorine can be lower all the time, so our Minnesota skin doesn't have to be all dried out by the chlorine. Oh, yeah. Well, the missus was sure like that, eh? Yeah, it's insulated better than any other hot tub in the industry, too. It keeps your critters out. It's got a five-day freeze guarantee. It's the number one replacement spa in the industry. Oh, that's a pretty big statement, eh? So that must mean that people who buy another tub usually end up buying an Arctic, eh? It's a pretty great hot tub. Plus, with the Spa Boy salt system, you save lots of money on skin lotion, too, Oh, eh? you're always thinking, dude. Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today and see what makes the Arctic so great for Minnesota climates. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com. 
immigration reform and the border crisis, a common topic around water coolers and dinner tables. Pick up new talking points and expert insight on Tuesday the 24th at An Evening with Michelle Malkin. Tickets are on sale now, but Elite VIP tickets are in short supply and are the only way to get a photo and meet and greet with Michelle. So get yours before they're gone at am1280thepatriot.com. This event is supported by Serenity Home Interiors. You can help fight addiction one step at a time at the Freedom 5K Run Walk on Saturday, September 23rd. Join us for a timed run and walk to benefit the addiction recovery programs of Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Registrants will receive a free tech shirt or t-shirt and a full day of fun for the whole family with games, food, music, and more. For more information or to register, visit mntc.org slash freedom5k. Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Freedom from addiction starts here.